And now, another episode of Radio Yesterday, brought to you by ChuckChat.com. Kellogg's Pep, the super delicious cereal, presents... The Adventures of Superman. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Suspecting the truth that Clark Kent is Superman, a cunning international spy known only as Sidney arranged for Kent to come to his country house. In a closet lined with lead, the one substance Superman's X-ray vision cannot penetrate, Henry Miller, the deadly atom man, waited. When Sidney, conversing with Kent, opened the closet door, the effect of the kryptonite solution in Miller's veins overpowered Kent. Convinced that the Daily Planet reporter and Superman were one and the same person, Sidney and Miller removed him to a secret hideout under the garage, where they planned to keep him in a coma until he either starved to death or died of thirst. As we continue now, three days have gone by, during which time, of course, Kent has been missing from the offices of the Daily Planet. Worried, Jimmy Olsen and Candy Myers, a private detective, are searching his metropolis apartment. Listen. We've already gone through Mr. Kent's apartment, Candy, and so have the police. We're just wasting time. You got any better ideas, Jim? Well, oh, no. Okay. Now, let's go back to the beginning. You saw him last. I've already told you about that. Now, tell me again. And don't leave anything out. Not anything. Well, it was three days ago. Or nights, rather. Mr. Kent got back to the office about 7.30... Did he say where he'd been? No, he just asked me what Inspector Henderson and you had found out about that Mr. Sidney. Yeah. I told him, and he seemed kind of relieved. Then he said he had an appointment, so he couldn't have dinner with me. I went out, and... Well, that's the last time I ever saw him. You're sure he didn't say where his appointment was? Well, I'm positive. Hmm. And he wasn't working on any special story? No, he'd been sick. He just got back from Florida that very day. Yeah, I know. Had anyone been looking for him while he was gone? Just Dr. Millison, the scientist... But I told you and Inspector Henderson about that. Yeah, Millicent said he hadn't seen Kent. Let's see now. After he got back from Florida, as far as you know, the only person he saw was Sidney. Uh-huh. And when Sidney left, Mr. Kent got all excited. He told me to have Inspector Henderson shoot a fingerprint man right over and for me to call you. Then he rushed out and he didn't get back until half past seven. I wonder why he was so interested in Sidney. I don't know, but considering how relieved he was when I told him what you'd found out, that Sidney was just a respectable retired businessman... I figure he must have mistaken Sidney for somebody else. Could be. I'll check. Maybe they got some more dope. Oh, who? Dope about what? My office. Not Sidney. I told him to keep digging. Oh, what for? Even the FBI gave him a clean bill of health. So what? You can't lose anything by trying... Oh, hello, Mary. I'll put Eddie on. Oh, I see. Uh-huh. Did he come up with anything on that Sidney character? Yeah, yeah, I'll hold on. Anything doing, Candy? Yeah, she's checking. The guy I put on the case is out. Yeah, yeah, go ahead, Mary. What's that? Well, give me that again. Wow. That sounds good. Tell him to stay on it. I'll check with you later. Okay, so long. What'd they find out? The Justice Department just slapped one of those show cause where you shouldn't be closed up papers on the Metropolis Import Glass Company. That's the outfit our friend Sidney was tied up with. The Justice Department found out they were hooked up with a big German outfit. Oh, gee whiz. Come on, Jim. Where? I want to have a talk with Sidney. Maybe he's not the nice, respectable party he makes himself out to be. Maybe he's a big shot Nazi, huh? And Mr. Kent found it out? It could be. Where's that automatic elevator? I never can tell the door from the apartment. Oh, it's right over here. Yeah, and the elevator's waiting for us. Good. Come on. Push the lobby button. Okay. Keep 
your fingers crossed, Jim. I got a hunch we're on the right track. Closer to the truth than they realize, Jimmy and Candy Myers leave the apartment building and step into the private detective's car. A short time later, in the secret cellar under his garage, Sidney kneels on the floor next to the motionless figure of Superman, who, in Clark Kent's clothing, his eyes closed, still retains consciousness, but is unable to move a muscle under the weakening spell of the kryptonite in the atom man's blood. Across the small room, a radio plays symphonic music. Miller, the atom man, nervous and jumpy, paces the floor. Suddenly he stops, and his thin lips curl in an ugly snarl. Isn't he dead yet, Sidney? No, no, his pulse is weaker and he's lost weight as you can see, but it takes longer than three days to starve a man to death, and this is no ordinary man. Has it only been three days? It seems like three years cooped up in this rat hole. How long is it going to take? I told you, a month, perhaps two. I can't stand it that long. I'll go crazy. I'm a man of action. I've got to be doing things. I was always like that, and now it's worse. The kryptonite in my blood makes me nervous. Uh, soon you will be doing things, big things. Sure, but when? As soon as our friend here breathes his last. I'll make him breathe his last. I'll turn on my atomic power. Oh, no, you fool. How many times must I tell you there's no more kryptonite? How do you expect to accomplish your ambitious desire if you exhaust all your atomic power on Superman? Oh, uh, I, I guess you're right. Of course I am. <laughs> Sit down now. Control yourself. I could just take a walk around the ground. No, you got to be here every second to make sure Ken doesn't regain consciousness. Now sit down. What's that? Relax. It's only Shito telephoning from the house. For heaven's sake, compose yourself. Yes, Shito. Yes. Two gentlemen here wish to see you, Master. Who are they? One young newspaper reporter named Olsen. Olsen? Jim Olsen, here. Quiet, quiet. Other name, Candy Myers. He will see, but I think he police, Master. I see. Tell them I'll be there shortly, Gito. What's Olsen doing here? What's he want? What is it? Tell me. Stop, stop, stop trembling. They're beginning to make me nervous. It's a routine call, I imagine, just as we had from the police. Now, Kent's disappeared, and I suppose they're checking on everyone who had contact with him lately. They'll find nothing here. Where are you going? To speak to them, of course, but don't worry. They don't have the least suspicion of me. Uh, uh, slide, slide the floor panel shut as soon as you hear me leave the garage. I'll be back shortly. Confidently, Sidney waddles up the steps through the opening panel in the garage floor, unaware that he is under suspicion. What will this newest development lead to? We'll return in a moment for the dramatic climax of today's episode. But first, your announcer. You know, I was mighty proud of my pal Eddie the other day. He handled a rather tough problem in a mighty swell way. Now, here's how it happened. Eddie met up with a new kid, a young fellow who just moved into our neighborhood. And the minute this kid saw Eddie's collection of comic buttons from packages of Kellogg's Pep, he wanted them. Of course, Eddie didn't want to hurt his feelings, and yet Eddie wanted to keep right on wearing his comic buttons pinned on his jacket. So, you know what he did? He gave up two of them, and that was mighty generous. Then, he explained how easy it is to get these swell buttons, and he offered to help the new kid get going on his own collection by trading duplicates with him. Well, I thought that was mighty swell, because any fellow or girl has a right to be proud of his collection, because these buttons are so doggone good-looking. Of course, any fellow or girl can collect all 18 different buttons, too. Easy as anything. You don't have to send in any money, not even a box stop. All you do is to ask Mom to get you some of that super delicious whole wheat flake cereal, Kellogg's Pep. Inside every package, there's a thrilling prize. One of these smart-looking new comic buttons or a military insignia or warplane button. Get your prize, gang, from P-E-P, Pep, made by Kellogg's of Battle Creek. 
Now, back to the adventures of Superman. In the drawing room of his rambling stone and timbered house, Sidney, suave and at ease, sits comfortably on a couch opposite Jimmy Olsen and a hard-eyed Candy Myers. Yes, yes, I read of Clark Kent's disappearance. I'm terribly sorry, gentlemen. I only met him once, but I liked him immensely. Oh, he's the swellest guy who ever lived. Just hmm? a moment, Jim. Uh, Mr. Sidney, you say you only met Kent once? That's right, Mr. Myers. Two, no, three days ago, I think it was, I called on him at the Daily Planet. What for? If you don't mind telling us. Not at all. You, you see, I'm, I've retired from business, and I have a lot of time on my hands, you see. I've no family or any other occupations to fill my time, so uh, as a hobby, I developed an interest in Superman. Superman? Yes, yes, young man. Fascinating chap, Superman, don't you think? Go on, Mr. Sidney. What's that got to do with Kent? Why, I noticed that the planet wrote more about Superman than any other paper. And Kent had written many of the stories, so I, I thought it might be interesting if he and I compared notes, so to speak. He didn't make a date with you? No. As a matter of fact, I suggested it, but he said he had a previous engagement. I do hope nothing's happened to it. Oh, maybe Hold you... it, Jim. You and Kent didn't talk about anything else, Mr. Sidney. Just Superman? No, not that I remember. My visit was quite brief. He didn't happen to mention anything about your Nazi connections. My what? You know what? A little matter concerning your glass company being tied up with a Nazi firm. Oh. Oh, that. Yes, that. We think... Jim, what about that, Sidney? Well, as a matter of fact, that was the very reason I withdrew from the firm when I did. Well, they were making the connection with the Nazis then. It was just before the war, and as an American citizen, I disapproved. When they ignored me, I resigned. And as for Mr. Kent, I haven't seen him since that day in his office. Now, does that answer all your questions? Yes, I, I guess it does. Come on, Jim. Sorry to have troubled you, Mr. Sidney. Yeah, so long. Goodbye, gentlemen. And believe me, believe me, I'm terribly sorry I can't help you. I'll show you to the door if you'll just come this way. Discouraged and heavy-hearted, Candy Myers and Jimmy Olsen leave the suave Sidney's house, unaware that Clark Kent lies helpless almost beneath their very feet. And in the secret cellar, aware that his friends are leaving, Kent strains to give some sign to them, to call out to them, but the frantic words never reach his lips, crying out only in his mind. Jim, Candy, don't go. I'm here, in a secret room under the garage. Don't go. It's not just my life that's at stake, it's all the civilized world. Don't go. You're my last hope. Candy, Jim, help me. Candy. Desperately, the man of steel strains Jim. to make himself heard, to move. But he cannot. And a moment later, he dimly hears a car drive off. And he knows he has been left to his doom. Is Superman doomed? Is his last hope of life gone? Tomorrow, something startling occurs, fellows and girls. Something you won't want to miss. So tune in then, same time, same station, for another thrilling episode in The Adventures of Superman. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Fellows and girls, be sure to follow the adventures of Superman. Brought to you every day, Monday through Friday. Same time, same station. By the grand old Kellogg Company of Battle Creek. And for other thrilling adventures of Superman, see your local newspaper. Superman is also a copyrighted feature, appearing in Superman DC Publications. <laughs>